Welcome to the Washdown Podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Green, and with me today will be my co-host, Chris Nelson. And we are going to be talking about burnout, which we kind of go in depth on. Um, Also talk about post-traumatic growth. And hey, there's some movie quotes and references in there too. And how Lord of the Rings correlates with mental health. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Um, Drop us a like, drop us a comment. Um, If there's anything you guys want to hear, let us know. And with that, welcome to the Washdown Podcast. Stuff. Well, dude, I mean, sometimes you got to adapt and overcome, work with what you got. You can only pause a turd so much. Yeah, but it's our turd, so. I don't want the turd anymore. Yeah. I want the Bentley. (laughs) Well... So it was brought to my attention that maybe whenever we're doing these shows and it's you, me, and James, that we might go a little bit overboard and be a little bit too mean with each other, take the jokes a little bit too far. I don't think we go far enough. So a little bit, like maybe adjust your mic to where I'm going to go get my saw. It's pointed right at your face instead of underneath your mouth. I'm going to get my shawl, but I'm going to fix this. <laughs> That's not going to fix it. Give me some duct tape and some WD-40. So you, right about there? Yeah, that should be good. <coughs> Do I got to stand like one foot? And no. You just kind point, of like an internet point connection? The, point the mouth at your... Or point the mouth... Point the mic at your mouth. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a long day already. Yeah. I got a 20-minute nap. Yeah. House hunting sucks. Having a house sucks. I, I like having a house. But anyway, back to the topic. And we'll talk about some other stuff today, too. But I think it just probably needs to be addressed at the beginning of the episode. So, and I could get how people could see that as, you know, because I think we do at times we take the joke a little bit too far or it gets a little bit too repetitive and kind of seems like we're actually picking on each other and being mean. Like literally, literally. (laughs) And they'll know that once this episode (laughs) comes out. Um, But the thing that you need to, the, the thing that people need to understand is one, Chris and I have been friends and known each other for 17 years. We've worked together closely in very stressful situations. And in this line of work, um, along with police and military and stuff, there's a different language. Like it's not even nursing. Yeah. I don't, I can't speak firsthand about that, but there's a different language between people Um, and it's just part of that culture of, we talk to each other a certain way Mm. and I get how it could be viewed as offensive, but it's not. And we kind of addressed that a little bit when Dana and Rob were here Mm -hmm. about, you know, Hey, I can make fun of you and you can make fun of me, but if anybody else does it, you know, it, it's no different than that. It's like having a, it's like a your siblings. Yeah. 
you know, you can say certain things and do certain things. They can do certain things and say certain things, but an outsider can't. Right. So I think it's, but it's not, well, when you see it from the outside, you're like, Oh, you let that happen. But no, it's, it's different. It's a little bit different. And believe me, if my feelings, (laughs) yeah, if my feelings were actually getting hurt, I mean, I, everybody would know. Like about patches. Yes. Which we had a conversation about it. I don't think it worked. Um, no, I think it did because we haven't really talked to it. It hasn't been brought up since then, really. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Dude, if you want to talk about it, you go ahead. I don't want to be the dead patches. <laughs> well, you know. What do you got? Patches 2.0 is missing today. Yeah, and and that's what I was going to say is, you know, we kind of migrated from making fun of my Jeep to making fun of his Jeep. Let's make fun Not, of my Jeep. Well, make fun of your lack of a Jeep. Yeah, so I mean, it's like you, your guys' Jeep. Yeah. It's just not there ever. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's just cheaper. <laughs> uh, that's what you think. So we could talk about your motorcycle. It runs. Just the handlebars don't stay in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> I got that fixed. <laughs> it was only like an inch, but I was like, mm. Mm, if it moved an inch, it'll yeah. move a mile. <laughs> I, I mean, there was a lot. It took a lot of force to move in that inch because I was stuck in that hole, and I, I put yeah. some ass into it to get out. Yeah, and I didn't get out. Yeah, that's why I think even if the bike was lower, I still don't think I would have gotten it out because it was kind of a it was a deeper hole than I thought. Well, you got to be careful where you park. So I, I have no problem circling a parking lot three or four times. We well, looking for you a think good that spot. Area where I parked would have been good because it was at a Harley dealership. Well, for bike night. Yeah, you would. You, you think would they would think that, but you'd be wrong. Like, y'all need to repave it. Yeah, all winter to get this done. Yeah, dude, they don't give a shit. I mean, they just don't. They're about how many bikes can we move? Yeah, it's a business. Yeah. Oh, and beer went up too. Oh, of course it did. I was like, what? I think. Everything's went up. No, bike night, it was the same. It was another night they had. It was like a bike night light or something. <laughs> I was like, three hours. It was trike night. Maybe. I don't or know. Cam and night. <laughs> no. <laughs> the parking lot would have been empty. <laughs> uh, just I, for the record. I do and like this is, can and, and this is my own personal view. Obviously, Chris just said that he loves those things. I didn't say I love them. I said I like them. Whatever. I'm putting words in your mouth. Me personally, I hate them. I don't think they belong on the road. They're a snowmobile that somebody slapped some tires on. It's not a motorcycle. Stop saying it's a motorcycle. No, Stop a, allowing people to take motorcycle tests on them. It's a trike. It's a reverse trike. So... Yeah. I do like the trikes too. I think, you know, at some point. So let me ask you this, since you brought up trikes. So, you know, they made three wheelers illegal, right? Like Mm -hmm. back in the late eighties, early nineties, whatever. Yeah. Gee, I wonder why. A trike is a three wheeler. (laughs) It's a big three wheeler. It's the same. That's heavier. Yeah. I think it was the way the three wheelers were made back then. It was really, really easy to To flip flip one. Oh yeah. Dude, I was. Firsthand experience. Yeah. Well, (laughs) some friends of ours, whenever I was growing up, they had a three wheeler. And I was sitting on the back 
And of course, there's no place to put your feet. So I just had them kind of up. And dude, we come over this hill and we're not going fast. We're not doing anything crazy. But my feet kind of dropped a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that three wheeler ran right up the back of my leg. Ooh. Dude. Let that hurt. It did not feel great. My grandparents' neighbors had one. And I was riding it. And it, you know, just in the, in the, they both had big backyards and there wasn't a fence there yet. So just doing circles. Yeah. And it wasn't hard to go (laughs) (laughs) on your back. The good thing is you just get up, push it over and give it. I mean, it was light. I think I might've been 12, 13. So, I mean, it wasn't heavy. It was easy to flip over, but you you know, it's the, are you going to hit your head? Is it going to burn you? Yeah. If it lands on you right, it could hurt you, but they were a lot of fun. Yeah. And it wasn't easy. It was really easy as a turn. Uh, over you go. <laughs> and you couldn't stop it. Uh. But no, I, I, I like I like the trikes. They've got them to where they don't do that. Yeah, well, I think it's the wheelbase is wide yeah. enough to where. And it's got more weight to it. Yeah. And I think at some point when you ride, you hit that point in age or even injury where you've yeah. got no choice. Yeah. And I would rather ride a trike than a Can-Am. Oh, absolutely. So that's me, though. Yeah. But I did sit on one. I've sat, I've sat on the Can-Am. I took it around a parking lot because we were looking at, at one for my wife at one time because she liked them. And I was like, yes, because <laughs> then I get to ride by myself. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's, it's different by yourself and with a passenger. We all know that. Oh, yeah. But <clears throat> it was it was nice and it had some power. Well, they're automatics. Yeah. And that was awesome. Yeah. I'm like, I don't have to shift. Ooh. Dude, were you there whenever that dude ran his right through the showroom floor, through the double doors? No, but I heard about it. Yeah. The, the salesman was telling me. Yeah. I ran that call. That dude. Like, he, he had no experience or something? So, he tried to blame it on the fact that they adjusted his brakes and the lever moved. But, mm. in reality, if you just let off the gas, it pretty much stop on its own. Yeah. I mean... It's not going to stop on its own. Obviously, there's momentum and all that stuff. But he was literally in the parking, literally, in the parking spot right in front of the double doors, got on and just mashed the gas and went right through the double doors into the showroom, into a couple of bikes. And he had glass cuts all over him and insisted that we put Band-Aids on him. We tried to explain to him, this is a bad idea. You need to wash these out. Mm Mm-hmm. And you should probably go to the hospital. But he's a macho man because he drives a Can-Am and said, no, I'm good, bro. <laughs> but you tell put he, some Band-Aids on. It, did you tell him if he wore leather, he wouldn't get those cuts from the glass? Um, no, I was. And a helmet? He had a helmet on. It was a full face? Uh, Yes, it would have been. So... This was back before they repealed the helmet law. Yeah, no, um, I, I, I'm I'm all for helmets. I, don't get me wrong. Well, yeah, I love false senses of security. I like not wearing my helmet too, but yeah, it depends well, on the day how I feel. I will tell you this because I've worn full faces, I've worn half faces, I've ridden without my helmet. If it is raining, I want a full face helmet on. Because raindrops at oh, they hurt. 65 to 70 miles an hour, that's like getting shot in the face with a BB gun. It is not fun. It's like being on a boat. Same thing. 
Yeah. Except it's full body. You probably don't have a shirt on. (laughs) (laughs) And there's nowhere to hide from it. Uh, Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, it was quite hilarious. And there was lots of giggles. But, I mean, and and that's the type of stuff that, you know, (laughs) makes the job worth doing. Get back into the text message from yesterday. I forgot what I sent. Oh. Uh, yeah, I think we were going to continue talking about uh, post-traumatic growth, and there was something else in there that needed to be hit that we wanted to re-highlight. Yeah. Burnout. Uh, burnout, maybe more on post-traumatic growth, or make it a light and fun episode of what we do for de-stressing after bad word days and calls. <laughs> Um, so yeah, which topic do you want to hit first? Because I feel like the episode that just aired today was supposed to be taught. We were supposed to talk about post-traumatic growth and I think we did a little bit. Um, yeah. And we talked about it with the one coming up. Yeah. Or, well, by the time this airs, it'll already be out with uh, Rob and Dana. Yeah. A little bit. So, but I don't, I think it's one that we could probably, we could mention that every freaking episode and I wouldn't get tired of talking about it because it is so important. It is. Um, He's thinking, wheels are turning. I don't know if I want to talk about it or not. A buddy of mine. Oh, well, yeah. So, I mean, I won't mention names. He's got an injury, struggling. I get it. You know, trying to, like, I've been there, man. <laughs> yeah. So I like when, so I injured when I got when I hurt my shoulder. You know, not working, and you've worked for so long. It it messes with your head. You start feeling like you're not doing your part. You're not carrying your weight, and your relationship in the house, and just trying to help him out. Like I've been there, man. I know it sucks. <clears throat> but it's the growth part afterwards that you make your biggest steps. Knowing that you're going to get better, that's going to get fixed. And then growing from there. It's kind of yeah. hard to explain. Well, it's the same as, you know, we talked about it a little bit of viewing it as an injury. You know, you, you take the steps to rehab from an injury, a physical injury. And you try to make whatever you injured stronger than it was before. Mm. Yeah, it's never going to be stronger, though. Mm, can be. That's why you get the disability rating after your surgery. It's never the same. It's never as well, strong. Mentally, you can be. Yeah. But physically, you're... I can still tell a lack of strength in my left arm. Huge lack. Right. Compared to where I was. So, but it's a, it's a visible change, you know, it's kind of, and James mentioned it, you know, of, Hey, you know, I couldn't jump up on this box. Now I can. That's a marked growth, marked progress. And with, you know, PTS or PTSD, depression, things like that, 
the outward visible signs aren't readily apparent. Like you're not just going to walk up to somebody and go, okay, you're better. You know, I can tell you're better. Like with, within two seconds with a physical thing, you can tell you can just look at somebody like they've had a leg injury and you watch them walking. Oh, Hey, that dude's just about healed up. There's that, you know, growth for lack of a better word, a healing from that injury. Whereas with mental health, you, you can't tell. You can't just look at somebody walking around and go, that dude handled his stuff, you know? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you can tell when someone's in a bad spot and when they're not. Or yeah. when they're, you can tell the difference. I don't, want to say it's, it's your, I don't want to say it's your color in your face, but it kind of is like you're brighter. Well, there's a... Your aura is different. Oh, my God. This is gemstones. <sighs> Gotta get your healing crystals, man. They work. <laughs> your lavender oil. Yeah. <laughs> Essential oils, which... You know what? If you believe in it, it works. That's all that matters. It's a dude. It's a thought process. And I will say that there is some science behind the essential oils and how to use them and all of that stuff. And I mean, are they a cure all? No. no. But are they a tool that needs to be in your toolbox or that should be in your toolbox? Why not? Yeah, if it works for you. Yeah. If it works, use it. If it doesn't work, throw it away. Kind of like the tarot cards. If you believe in it, great. That's you. You do, you do you. Yeah. I don't believe in those. Yeah, I don't know why those even got brought up. but Because of things people believe in that oh. others don't. Superstitions. Yeah. Well, Are they real? I will tell you this. As long as I wore the same boxers in high school for basketball games, we won. See? And anytime I didn't wear those particular boxers, we lost. I think athletes get that more than anybody else does. Mm-hmm. But wore the same shirt. Yeah. If I didn't wear it, played like crap. Mm-hmm. Same music. Yep. And I wonder. Well, you know that it, it's mental. It is. When so it's it's hundred percent mental. Just like when you, people do a séance, or I don't I don't believe in a séance. I don't believe they work. But it's the that's that power. That it has for you. If you believe it works, it works. Yeah. Tarot, if you believe tarot cards or healing crystals or essential oils, if, do you think they work? That's great because it's it's the power it's the power of positivity in your mind, and you're doing something to better yourself. And it's the tool you're using. Hey, if that's the coping skill that you want to use, go for it. I don't judge. No, it works. For you, yeah. happy for you. Yeah, there's different things out there for everybody, but it's it's all about the growth. Yeah, getting better. Yeah, and keep getting better. Yeah, which it needs to be talked about. It really does because everybody focuses, or not everybody. I'm not going to say everybody, but it seems to me that almost the conversation is almost exclusively about the the trauma or the diagnosis, you know, the PTS, the PTSD, the depression, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. 
the conversation is about that. They don't, there's no talk or very little talk about the growth that comes out of it, what people do with it once, you know, they get to that stage. It was difficult, difficult to find articles about it. Yeah. So, but I mean, but they weren't very good. Yeah. But look, here's the thing. Once you go through all this stuff, or if you go through all though through it all, you take the steps, you put in the effort, you put in the hard work. Why not share that? Say, hey, look, I did this. This is what happened. This is where I was at. Now I'm over here. And I'm doing this and I'm I feel better and I'm you know that people need to know that there is a light at the end of that long, dark tunnel. And there is, and it's, you would think it would be common sense, but it seems like a lot of people think that, Oh, once this happens or once I have this, then this is what I am. And this is what I have for life. Like they don't think that they can heal. And I think that's a problem because they get stuck. I mean, and I'm not a therapist, you know, I'm not a counselor. I'm not a freaking expert. That's where you, where you are mentally. You can't see that. I think as you're going through your treatment, whatever your treatment is, you start seeing it. Things get a little easier, a little easier. It's just like, it's learning. It's learning. You're learning about you, what's going on and which path you need to take. I'm tired of this damn microphone. You can't win. Well, dude, it's, it's, you, you modulate your volume. Yeah. But I mean, I, no matter what, I hear myself perfect in it. Right. I get it. Try that. That's better. I feel like I'm yelling. Yeah, but you're not. You're speaking clearly, which plays good on the camera. Micro- seem- microphone growth. Microphone growth. There you go, bro. And whenever you speak clearly, it doesn't sound like you're mumbling. So then you sound smarter. I'm going to get me a computer like Stephen Hawking had. (laughs) (laughs) And use a robot voice. Oh, like, uh, Do you remember the, uh, what was it? The little Lego videos that we were doing (laughs) (laughs) that voice. Yeah. What was that called? Uh, I don't remember, but dude, it was popular there for like six months. Yeah. It was hilarious because you could type in the most jacked up stuff Mm -hmm. and it was just, no matter what you put in there, it was funny. And st- that voice is still being used. It's just that computer voice. Yeah. God. Because <laughs> didn't all that start with that mechanism of injury video? I do. Honestly, I don't know how it started. I just know that it got turned very quickly to mm-hmm. make it fun of other stations and mm-hmm. crews. No, it's like every city was doing it. Yeah. Some were good. Yeah. Some were like, oh, that was bad. Yeah. 
Someone's like, eh, maybe you should put some more effort in there. I so, never made them. I just watched them. What's next on the list? We talked a little bit about post-traumatic growth. Now you got burnout. Burnout. Let's talk about that, dude. Because we haven't talked about that in a little bit. I need August to get here. <laughs> yeah. So what are some of the signs and symptoms of burnout? So you got, you know, irritable, not sleeping, little enjoyment of stuff that you even enjoyed before. And you're always on edge. Yeah. It seems like, um, and not like something bad's going to happen, but am I going to explode? Yeah. Well, you, don't really, you don't really want to eat. Yeah. Definitely don't want to work. Yeah. I would, th- I would say that, just my own personal opinion, that might be the number one sign for people in our career field. For firefighters that truly, you know, they love the job. They love what they do. But then they hit that burnout stage and they get to that point where, man, I don't want to go to the station today. I don't want to deal with whatever we're dealing with. We know how much sick time you have in the bank and your vacation. You know, you can have eight months off if you use it all. (laughs) Sounds like you're speaking from experience. That's that's not with having your end days in there (laughs) or your free day. Well, dude, I mean, so my advice to anybody experiencing that would be you need to do some self-reflection and figure out what's causing it. And if you need to talk to somebody, talk to somebody. And if you need to, you know, here's the thing. A lot of people will say, oh, well, you just need to take some time off, take a vacation. In my experience, that doesn't fix anything. Because no, it's harder to come back to work. Yeah. It's <laughs> harder to come back to work. You you don't really solve any of the problems. It's like, you know, I was having this conversation with somebody and it was a while back and this person was just like, man, I hate it here. I, I don't like it here. I just want to move. I want to get out of this town. I want to go somewhere else. Okay. Well, that's fine. But the problems that you have, the drug addiction, the, the this and that that you have going on, those are going to go wherever you go. You have to fix your problems. It doesn't matter. A change of venue is only going to be a temporary reprieve. So I think with fire and police, it's a major part of its call volume. Uh, I don't disagree. Because you don't get away. And then you're short-staffed. Which, you know, now you're running even more because everybody's short-staffed. And then you're kind of, you're not forced to work overtime, but you kind of are. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're you're a piece of shit if you don't. And then, yeah, and those are the guys that barely work overtime to say that. Uh, yes. Yeah, I don't mind saying that. Yeah. I don't care if they get mad. No, they can suck it. If they get mad, they know my number. Yeah. You can call me. You know where I'm at. I'm not hard to find. Yeah. I'm probably working. Yeah. 
Ah, dude. But, and I think that's where, regardless of what everybody else is saying and the outside is saying, you need to take some time for some self-care. And if working that much, you know, dude, don't. Because you know what's causing it. You know that it's being at the station five days in a row or three days. You can't do that. The human body is not designed for that. You stay at your stress level stays so high. So that means all of your endorphins, your, your cortisol levels are up, all of that stuff. So then whenever you do get home, it's, oh, I need to sleep. Well, you can't because you're all jacked up. On Mountain Dew. Yeah, on Mountain Dew. And you're going to go throw some more medals off a bridge. Yeah. Come out like a spider monkey. Exactly. So you're never letting your body reset. Well, no, then when you're home, you got you got, got home to stuff do. to do. Yeah, like I, I gotta go buy stain when we're done. Yeah, the fence has been power washed. The deck's been power washed already. Well, so, it looks awesome, dude. So now I gotta stain it. Well, yeah. I don't. But how long has it been since you power washed it? He did that on Thursday. Okay, yeah. so it's ready to be stained. Yeah, it's ready. Yeah, and then. He moved the yard. This is all my son. Yeah. <laughs> but he's going to stain it too. But I'm, I mean, I'm paying him. It helps him too. So I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay with it. I don't yeah. have to do it. It's cheaper for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to do the work. <laughs> I'm going to sit in the lawn chair and drink a beer and, and watch, watch him do it. it. And buy a beer. I'm going to get my cooler. And tell him he's doing it wrong the whole time. <laughs> yep. Just like my dad did. I'm like, hey, butt crack's hanging out. <laughs> he kept, well, he's got no ass. I know. He's, he's Your son weighs 37 pounds soaking wet. Like you're so big, Mr. 50 pounds? Hey. I've seen your legs. 50's more than 37. I've seen your legs. Look like that. Hey, you know what? It's fine, though. Speaking of sons. It's more aerodynamic. I'm afraid of what he wants. <laughs> it's more aerodynamic. Oh, he's asking about staying. Ah. <laughs> no, dude. I mean, he's at work. He shouldn't be texting me. No, that's usually when he. I'll get phone calls from him during the day, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I put a nail through my finger. What do I do?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Don't do that. <laughs> Send me a picture. I'm like, I'll pull it out. You're fine. It's, it's in the meat. You're good. Put some tape on it. <laughs> Cut around the meat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Well, you know, he's always, he's always cutting himself for. Um, yeah, doing the HVAC. But doing stuff. the HVAC, you know. It's, so it's like, well, there's fiberglass. I'm like, well, wear gloves. Well, I can't work as well. I know you can't, but you kind of learn how to work with gloves on. Yeah. Because you're working you with practice, sharp metal. If you practice working with gloves on, you can work just as well. I can't wait till he does it. He's never stained a fence before. So. But he never power washed either. Well, it looks like he did a good yeah. job. I well, mean, the, I didn't look first, at it super close. The first little section he did wasn't very good. Uh, he did. got really, really close. Oh. And he started chipping with him like, stop. <laughs> Bag it up. <laughs> like, you got to find that right. Start far, far back and get close to you start seeing that dirt come off. Yeah. And of course, the pond was hard. He's like, how am I going to do that? I'm like, think about it. I didn't tell him how to do it. I was like, if you're going to think about it. Yeah. He figured yeah, it out. I got to restain my deck before I sell my house. Which, it's a small deck, so it's not going to yeah. take me too long, but... Well, I got to put new carpet on the stairs upstairs. Oh. Because it's destroyed. Yeah. I'm not doing that. No, I'm going to pay someone to do that. Uh, Yeah. I figured about 
1500 2000 it's just just the stairs so you get like a stair runner yeah it's the high traffic but you gotta have somebody install it so yeah Nebraska French Mart, here I come. <laughs> Shameless plug. Hey, send us some money. <laughs> Maybe Home Depot. Yeah. Even Lowe's. I'll go to Lowe's. Hey, man. They sell Craftsman tan tools. See, look, you're, you're messing with our advertising now. You got to pick one and stay with it. Oh, no. And we advertise for that one, no. and then maybe they'll send us some money. Craftsman hand tools, Milwaukee power tools. <laughs> well, see, I got to hit both. <laughs> for the podcast, we use... <laughs> And then we put all the stuff together. Yeah. That was my, it was our hands. Yeah. <laughs> there, there wasn't any tools needed. So. But this basement was built. Yeah, but this basement was not built for this podcast. No. So. This was to be my fun room. Yeah. Well, in short order, it'll be your fun room again. We'll move it to my house. Yeah. Whenever I buy a new one. Not in this market. <laughs> Dude, it is crazy. The housing market right now, I was talking to a guy yesterday and his, one of his family members, I don't know how they're related, but these people came in and offered him $90,000 over asking price. And what's causing so much of an issue is people are waiving the appraisal clause. Mm -hmm. So if the house appraises for less than what you've offered, they're still paying it. Yeah, so they have, come, they have to come with cash. Yeah, they're automatically going into these houses upside down. Uh-huh. And, and we're cares. not talking, yeah, and we're not, where's all this money coming from? Because we're not talking about cheap houses. I mean, I'm not talking about million dollar homes, so but. Where, where we're at, there's a lot of people coming from the coast, both yeah, of them. There's and a lot of people from out of state. So now you got to remember when you come, when you move here from California, the market's completely different yeah you know a four hundred thousand dollar house out there is a shack yeah here it's a really nice home pretty nice yeah but the thing is these people need to understand and you would think that they would that they're upside down I don't really and care. the market is going to flip all right so when when i was a kid we yeah. lived in olathe mm-hmm. all right and i can say that because that was a long time ago yeah we moved to hanover park chicago and mom and dad bought a house like this. And the neighbors moved from California to Chicago. Still a big difference. And they were like, oh, this is awesome. We got all this money and, blah, you know, paid their house off real fast because they were still making the same amount of money. Yeah. Because they got transferred by their, their job. So they can't lower the salary. Yeah. So dad coming from Olathe to there, he got a raise. Yeah. But it wasn't. Yeah. Comparable. Yeah. So there's they were struggling. Yeah. I mean they could pay all the bills, we could still do what we want, but there wasn't a whole lot extra. Yeah. Same thing. Even today. You move from one of the those big cities on the coast, you know, you move somewhere cheaper. Yeah. Your salary salary stays the same. So now you've got money to burn. Yeah. So that they don't care. Because they gotta have a house now. Yeah. And Excuse which, me. you know, I and I get that. So it's not about Nobody thinks, oh, the market will be fine because it's just me doing it. No, it's you and 100,000 people doing it, driving everything up. Yeah. And now we're looking at it going, we could sell the house house for double, if not more than what we want it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The the problem is, where are you going to go live? 
oh, I just, I'm going to get a tent. Oh. I'm going to well. set up in the backyard. Yeah. Which go, that's a. I go to a park. We'll, we'll talk about that after we turn the recording off. But yeah, <laughs> let me tell you what's going on in the Southland. Um, I mean, there's still houses. It's just, what do you want? Yeah. And, and you got to be fast. Yeah. Well, even being fast really doesn't matter. I mean, it's, you got to be prepared. Yeah. And you got to bring money to the table. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm in a great position because I don't have to move. Yeah. It's a, we want to upgrade and we just, and we'll eventually find the right house, dude. I'm, I'm not stressing about it. You know, yeah, it's get discouraged every once in a while. We've had put three offers in on three different houses and haven't gotten any of them. Um, hopefully we'll have by the time this airs, but, (laughs) um, you know, it, you can't get discouraged about it. So you you know what caused all this, right? What wood prices? No, no, it's not even that. I mean, that's part of it now. It's a a factor, but so talking to somebody who does real estate Mm -hmm. and we were talking about this at the station the other day. So in 08, when everything crashed, yeah, all of the builders in the area that were the smaller ones went bankrupt. Yeah. And they left. And so you had like two or three big companies. Well, they weren't going to put money into a subdivision because nobody was buying houses. It makes sense. They're not going to take that loss. I get it. Yeah. Well, then everything starts recovering and they start building again, but they're still not buying subdivisions. They're adding on to subdivisions that already exist. Yeah. Because it's a risk. Yeah. Well, now we're here and you have one or two companies still building houses and they can't keep up. You can't put up a house fast enough. No. And they just, they, you can't keep up. So where it used to be in our area, you'd have anywhere from 60 to 90,000 houses on the market. Yeah. You're at like 30,000 maybe. Yeah. Well, according to the websites that I use, you know, whenever I go do my search parameters or whatever, mm-hmm. and before I narrow everything down, there's only 11, 1200 houses for sale in the area that I'm looking at. Yeah. So, and, and when whenever I, say 30, I that's like, the, it's a bigger area. Yeah. It's, and, it's huge. What they consider. Yeah. And whenever I narrow it down, it's usually between 150 and 90 mm-hmm. that are available. So, so I'm talking, what I'm talking about is when you go way North, it's like a hundred something miles North and East and South. Oh. What they consider our our area. Oh, okay. So it changes. Yeah. To where if you have to live in a certain area. Yeah. It handcuffs you. Yeah, it does. And but if you're young it's, and have a young family. Yeah. It's but here's my point and kind of the point that I want to get across to people. Look, things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, and being patient. And waiting on the right thing to happen. Now that that doesn't mean, hey, I'm just going to sit here. You know, you have to actively be doing stuff and trying and pursuing. You know, it's like mental health, working on yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to actively do that stuff constantly. But eventually, you'll find the right one. 
you'll find the right house. You'll find the right therapist. You'll find the right dogs, whatever the case may be. You got to put the work in and be patient. So, you know, that old saying, good things come to those who wait. It's an old saying for a reason. Mm, I somewhat agree with that. It's, it's good to be patient. But if you're too patient, you'll never get anything. Well, that's where analysis paralysis comes in. You got to work for it. You yeah. Got to go, go get it. Yeah. You have to, like I said, you have to be active about it. So by what I'm saying by you got to be patient doesn't mean go sit on your ass on the couch and hope something falls into your lap. Whoa. Well, take my stuff away from me. You have to get out there. I don't want you to have to put yourself in a position to where you can be successful. And whenever the opportunity pre- presents itself, you can jump on it. I don't want to leave the house. I understand that. Early bird gets the worm, but the second mouse gets the cheese. <laughs> Just saying. That's <laughs> totally true. Oh, man. We would looked at a house the other day that was through this house from the outside was beautiful. And as soon as we opened the garage door to go in, it's like, Oh, there's a mouse. Oh, Hey, there's lots of mice. Oh, Hey, this house was supposed to have been painted on the inside. Guess what? Hasn't been like the whole description of the house was completely false. Yeah. And I mean, which, and they, did you make it past the garage? Yeah. I wouldn't have. Well, so here's the deal. It was in the neighborhood we wanted to be in. One of the neighborhoods we wanted to be in. Um, everything else about the house, it was a four bedroom, um, had a good size yard that just needed a fence and the basement wasn't finished. So I could finish the basement how I wanted. If it had been finished, you know, whatever. I'm not going to shake my nose at some work that I don't have to do, but yeah, you can always remodel too. If, yeah. Probably if you need to. Yeah it's not a big deal to move some walls or outlets or whatever I need to do, Mm -hmm. but it had a lot of selling points. The downsides ended up being more than what we wanted to deal with. And the price was too high. They had originally listed it, um, for an amount and then took it off the market after a month or over a month, took it off the market, then relisted it for more than it was originally listed at. Yeah. Hmm. And to make it seem like a new listing. So just be careful with real estate right now because there's some shady stuff going on. Yep. So, well, yeah, is what it is. So what, what else do we have? And we talked a little bit about burnout. Let's see here. Did we really come to a point with burnout? Mm. Oh, not really. Well, okay. So closing thoughts about burnout. If you can recognize it early or, you know, whenever you do finally recognize that that's the issue, take steps. Don't just continue to do the same thing and expect a different outcome. You can do what you can. I think a lot of it is changing your outlook too. Well, yeah, dude, changing your perspective so, is huge. 
It's it's tough. <laughs> it's real tough. <laughs> I didn't say it was easy, did I? Because <laughs> I mean, it, it 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 ebb and flows. Yeah. So. Well, look, man. Here's you, a, here's the bottom angry. line. There's no easy button on no. anything in life. No. So if you're willing to put the work in, you genuinely don't want to feel the way that you feel. Do the work. It's really that simple, and it's that hard. I mean, everybody's job is tough in its own way. Yeah. It's just different ways. Kind of hard to explain some things. Well, but you I mean, mean you're. I do think taking taking a break does help. Um, not so much moving jobs, because I mean, like if you're a, work for a company, a corporation, or whatever, you're still going to run into the same thing. Yeah. Because chances are you're, you're going to be doing the same thing, just around for, different people. Yeah. For a different company, you're going to be doing the same job. So, you know, but like I said, dude, it's recognizing it, recognizing that's what it is and taking steps to remedy it, putting in the work. I do think taking a vacation will help actually getting away, not, not a staycation. Um, Staycations are generally a horrible idea. I like them. Um, I don't mind them if you do them correctly. But nobody does. I mean, yeah, okay, I'm going to do a staycation. Well, I'm still going to answer my phone. I'm still going to, you know, oh, well, I got to go do this. And, oh, this needs to be done. And you don't rest. You don't do anything. And then taking regular vacation, okay, well, okay, we're going to go to the beach. Fantastic. Great. you're not. (laughs) You're going to hurry up and be stressed out about, okay, are we flying? Are we driving? Okay. We got to get there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well now, okay. Now we got to go back. That's all. That's all vacations. They can be stressful. They can be unstressful. Like I don't, I like going to the beach. I like going, you know, Mexico or whatever. I don't mind doing excursions, but most of the time, like I must at the pool and watch everybody play volleyball. And watch, see how much they can drink before they fall down. <laughs> oh, look, there's a bar in the pool. I'm going to waddle over there. <laughs> yeah, it's all about perspective. Because it's, it's relaxing. Sitting on the beach or sitting by the pool is relaxing. Uh, I do like staying home. Now, the first couple of days, I won't do anything. After that, it's like, all right, we can work on the house for a little bit, do things that need to get done. But I'm on my own pace. You know, if I'm tired, I'm going to take a nap. Yeah. If I feel like watching TV today, I'm going to watch TV today. Just doing what you want to do on your timetable. So I don't think it matters exactly what you do. It's what yeah. makes you happy. Yeah. Happy, happy, happy. Yeah. So you need to take that philosophy and that self-care and apply it to your general everyday life. But you're getting that, you're taking that stress away. You're getting that rest to where you're not tired. And then that's going to help you change your outlook on things like just getting away from what's bothering you and then coming back fresh. So it's kind of like when you were in school and you were struggling with a math problem, mm-hmm. sometimes walking away from it or writing a paper, walking away and coming back and you see it in a different way and all of a sudden it clicks. Same yeah. thing. And then you had to, now you're able to recognize those signs of your burnout or when you're starting to, you can kind of do the same thing. Yeah, so, but it's again you're putting in the work and changing your perspective. So like, at the time we're shooting this, we got the Fourth of July coming. Yeah, 
favorite holiday. Can't wait. Probably going to work overtime. <laughs> <laughs> and see, that's not helpful. <laughs> but so that that Friday, Saturday, yeah, you know, my wife's off. Family's going to be off. So we're probably going to sit in the pool Friday and Saturday. Probably do 4th of July, Saturday. I think I work one of those days. I don't know. I work this Saturday. Yeah, so I work Friday. So Saturday, we'll be sitting around the pool, hanging out. And I don't know if I'm going to work the 4th or not. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. We'll see how I feel. Yeah. Well. But it's hard to pass up double time. Yeah, but it's easy whenever you consider the toll that it takes. Because double time, no amount of money is worth going back being miserable. Because it's not a quick fix. No. Well, you know the no effort. Quick fix. Yeah, you know the effort that it takes to dig yourself back out of that hole. So. But I think when you wake up in the morning, if you could... You know, take the couple minutes to be grumpy because you just woke up. That's most people. Most of us are not morning people. I'm a night person. Yeah. Um, I could be tired all day long and not take a nap. If I'm not asleep by 1030, <laughs> yeah. I'm up till four. And see, for me, it's totally different. Like, I would rather get up, busted hard in the morning, and then by noon be done. And then that way I can hang out on the couch with my dogs. I can watch cartoons. I can do whatever I want. You know, cats. Uh, it's been Spider-Man ultimate Spider-Man lately. Cause I've ran through all the Avengers cartoons. So you can watch Disney plus. Haven't you? Yes, I have. My <laughs> wife got it. I told it. you you would like it. Yeah. But no, I don't like Disney well, plus. I don't want to pay for it. It's freaking awesome. So I didn't pay for it. My wife got it because there's some shows on there. She wanted to watch. Yeah. And I've been like, okay, I'm going to run through everything Marvel has ever done. Are you and, watching Loki now? Uh, I watched the first episode of Loki. The new one comes out today or I'm yesterday. Gonna, I'm going to wait till it's done. And then binge so I finished, I, I finished WandaVision. Yeah. What'd you so, think? I liked it. I think it's got a long way to go. Um, they could if they wanted it to. I think, I think a lot of those series are going to be one-offs. That's kind of what it seemed like. Yeah. Kind of how I took it. Yeah. Well, I think those actors and actresses are too expensive to make it like a yeah. regular series. But I, I like too I'm many gonna, other commitments. I'm gonna go back and watch it again. Yeah, there's a lot of little things in there, like especially reading articles afterwards of, "Hey, did you notice this?" And then this happened, and then mm-hmm. I'm like, "I didn't catch that." Yeah. Just like I read one about Loki, the first episode of Loki, of. Well, no, you haven't watched it, so never mind. Yeah, no spoilers. No spoilers. And you don't know who's watched it and that watches this. Yeah. Well. Or who's going to watch it. Yeah. So, but anyway, I've even watched some of the really old 90s Marvel cartoons. Oh, they were bad. Dude. When you go back and watch it now, an, you're like, oh. It's an understatement of how bad they actually were. Like, we're talking about just like maybe one step above the seventies and early eighties cartoons, the Hanna Barbera stuff. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I still like watching the old Scooby doos. See the old Scooby doos don't bother me. Like I can watch them and it's fine, but like watching and maybe it's just because I'm spoiled with having watched, you know, 
the newer stuff that I expect a little bit like the animation to be a little <laughs> bit better and the dialogue yeah. to be a little better and the story to be a little bit more. What is it? You can't judge the past by today's standards. Right. Which we watched. What were we watching the other day at the station that somebody put on? I can't even remember, but it was like a good movie from like the early two thousands, late nineties. And dude, like the graphics were terrible. <laughs> I'm like, how was this ever considered good? And then you stop and think about it. And it's like, Oh, because that was the first time we ever seen anything like mm-hmm. that. Like look, look at the matrix when it first came out. Yeah. It was awesome. It had that green tint to it. Yeah. And the, you know, when he became the one and he's moving all fast, it was like, Whoa. Yeah. Even the second one. And now you watch it and it looks like you're watching a, a PS2 yeah. <laughs> video game and you're like, oh. Yeah. It's like, man, this is really has not held up. Mm-mm. When you, you start talking CGI and stuff, it just doesn't. Yeah. Maybe that's a reason why the original Star Wars has held up as well as it has because they use models. Yeah, maybe. So, because I can still watch those and I don't get that feeling of. I do sometimes with the lightsabers, like when. Vader and Obi Obi Wan are fighting. You actually watch Obi Wan's lightsaber go out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a reason for that. Yeah, I'd read something that there was a theory that said that was his power. Yeah, his, he's losing his connection to the Force a little bit, and he's he knows he's what well, he's about it, to do. Yeah, I don't think he was losing his connection to the Force. I think the theory that I've read that makes the most sense is he was gathering all of his power so he could be a force ghost be a force ghost yes and i'll explain luke yeah uh about what spoilers if you haven't seen him (laughs) because he used all his power yeah i think he was just more powerful than obi-wan to to project himself and then yeah which i'm still mad about it's horrible writing uh yeah that was just like oh we need to like have him here but so it was just, they took an easy way out. I, yeah. Like we were talking about the other day, not a fan of the new ones. I just, no. I think they did. It was lazy writing, lazy story. I mean, it's, it's definitely towards the bottom of my list. Yeah. But I'll still watch them because it's Star Wars. I still haven't watched the newest one. All right. I think maybe I have. I did, but it, but just, it didn't. It's, it was one of those things that I put on and I think I fell asleep during, during it for a little while. I have to go back through this to get back to the text message because the phone locked. So, I still like watching Star Wars. That's a good escape for me. Like the yeah. cla- even the cartoon, The Clone Wars, I really like that. I haven't watched The Bad I, Batch yet. You know, I tried to watch The Clone Wars. I've tried several times, and it just... Well, it, it, so it, it jumps around so much that yeah. it's hard to follow a storyline. Yeah. But then, like, um, in the later seasons... You know, like three or four episodes of all the same storyline. Yeah. And then it jumps to a different one. And that's it's little, showing the everything. It's yeah. Like, you know, you get to know more of the, the Jedi Masters. and Yeah. So it's really good. And you, really, you can really, really watch Anakin start tipping to the dark side yeah. throughout the series. And you, and you kind of understand why, too. Yeah. I it think makes more sense. For me, a, a big part of it is I don't like the animation of it. Yeah, it's kind of the anime style. Yeah. Cartoony a little bit, not the the uh hentai stuff. Yeah. 
but it's the writing was really good, honestly. Yeah. And the people that played the characters, like I really like Ahsoka. No, oh, the Twilight. She was yeah. his Padawan. Yeah. Which why you know my question was since he got I was like why does he have a Padawan? He's not a master. Because <laughs> it was in the script. <laughs> But you know. I, 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 this is unbelievable. <laughs> I can't believe this. But it, really, but, this is the point you draw. But it makes sense. Yeah. You know, because it, it, it shows his progression to become a Vader throughout the whole series. Yeah. And and and, and it shows it highlights the relationship between him and Obi Wan and why he was so angry and so hurt and so crushed when Episode Three happened. It, make, it makes a lot, a lot of things start making more sense. Yeah. Then you go and watch Rebels, which was just okay, but it's after Order sixty six and all of that. And then, like, you got the Bad Batch, so you had a you had clones that were ninety nines, and they were a Bad Batch. It's cloning. You're gonna have that. Yeah. And like one, they showed one in, during the Clone Wars, and he was you know he had a hump, he had a limp, so he was like janitorial at the at Camino. God, I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and, Deep diving Star Wars. Here we and, go. But, you know, and it, it showed him helping new recruits and cadets pass their test and overcoming their their shortfalls. And how, you know, he's still a true clone. He's still a brother. And even though he got a uh, bad hand dealt to him, how he didn't let it get him down, he, he overcame it. So there's there's a lot of stuff in there like that, too. When you yeah. start paying attention, I watched the series twice now. I only watched season seven once because I was like, eh. You can tell they kind of threw it together to get some spinoffs. Yeah. Because the Bad Batch showed up in season seven. Now they got their own series. Yeah. But they were kind of fun to watch. It was a little different. Dude, you've went so far down the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even talked about books yet or oh, comics. Dude, I've... There was one point where I was reading like every new Star Wars book that would come out. I was like, "Yes, why can't they make this into a movie?" But it makes sense, you know. You have yeah. Well, I know they're talking about that. Um, Sebastian Stan being the young Luke. Yeah, which I think would be great. Yeah, he's got the look. He kind of looks similar to young Luke. Yeah, there to Mark Hamill when he was younger, and I think Mark Hamill's all for it. Yeah, because he. I mean, he he seems like he's. Legitimately, a, a nerd. <laughs> well, I mean, that was his most recognizable roles. Yeah, but I think he he truly loves it too. Yeah, like he likes talking to fans and doing things and and all that. Yeah. So, but that'd be awesome because that you know the Mandalorian. Yeah, which I love that show. By the way, it was a good show. Yeah. So I mean, but that set it up for showing. Yeah. You know, but I want to see his adventures too. Like some of the ones you read in the books or video games or comics. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing that they have said, like the books that have been written, that's not canon. That's yeah. not, they, they're not going to address those. They're do, going in a totally different direction. So those stories are, they're just book stories. Well, they're, they're, they're talking about bringing Mara Jade into this. See, and, and I don't know how you can do that without addressing those books. Because you're going to have those hardcore true fans that are going to go, 
this is not what I read. Yeah. This is not the character that, you know, I've followed and that I like. And, you know, it's, it's no different than, so my own personal thing with Vikings. So I love that TV show. Loved it. The first couple seasons were great. And then all of a sudden they start going game of Thrones and -hmm. killing everybody off. And then, Oh, there's a time jump. And now it's 25 years later. And this like, yeah. What the hell? Yeah. What? There's 25 years. You didn't talk about. That's a big gap. What you, so you've seen Jaws. Yes. Everybody's probably seen Jaws. Yeah. One of the greatest movies ever made. Okay. I'll, it was ahead of, or it was, it was way revolutionary ahead. for its time. Yeah, it was. It was, like, it was like Star Wars. Yeah. So I never knew there was a book until, you know, until I got a little bit older. Mm-hmm. And my mom gave it to me because she read it when she was a kid. I read mm-hmm. the book. It took me a day. Yeah. It was pretty thick. But it was really good. But you dug so much deeper into everything. I was like, this kid, this is stupid in the movie. Like, even like, even like Quint. Yeah. You know, why he was kind of the way he was. And Hooper, who's, I now hate him. Yeah. With we'll passion. See. <laughs> I like Richard Dreyfus. I like what he did yeah. with the character in the movie. But when you read the book, you're like, this guy's a piece of shit. Yeah. So the thing with that is <clears throat> you got to realize for a movie, there's time constraints. There are. And there's only so much you can do with character development in that yes. time constraint. So with the book, you've got four, five, six hundred pages. And oh, you can do whatever you want in the you, book. Yeah. And you've got, you know, all of this room to really develop and flesh out these characters with dialogue mm-hmm. and what you can write about them. When you can get in their head too. Yeah. Think what they're, hear what they're thinking. And with a movie, you can't do that. You're relying solely on a little snippet mm-hmm. of dialogue and maybe you're trying to interpret their body language on camera or, you know, their interactions with other characters, but it's quick. So you're, and you miss a lot of things. Yeah. Kind of like the Harry Potter stuff. Love those movies. Love the books. So much better. So much better. The book generally is better than the movies. Yes. So hunger games. Actually, one of Ben's teachers turned us onto that when he was younger because he, he wouldn't really read. You mm-hmm. know, kids don't want to read. Yeah. And they had just come out. and So he read it. It took him like a week. He loved it. Then he read the... Excuse me. So then he read the second one. I was like, all right, I'm going to... They're going to make a movie. I'm going to read it. So I read the first one in a day, the second one in a day. The third one took me four days because it was not very... Because like it was rushed. Yeah. But... They were, they were good books. And honestly, I think the movies did a pretty good job for the most part. Yeah. It was pretty close. Yeah. But it's also a way, you know, it's a, the next topic's how you de-stress. Yeah. For me, it's movies and reading, shooting, even riding the bike. Or just sitting in a room and not talking to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> or telling my wife to stop talking. I'm watching TV. Oh, <laughs> if only that could happen. You know how many times I've hit pause and looked at her? And give her that look like... Probably the same the amount Samuel of times. Jackson look? Yeah. Yeah, same amount of times I have. And then it's, it's a special word that he says all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at her. I don't know if I can get away with that one. Yeah, I can't. 
I, I no, I meant saying it on, oh. on the show. Oh, why not? Yeah, you give her. You know the meme I'm talking about? Yes. Samuel I look at you motherfucking. Yeah. <laughs> I give her, a look, give her a little Force Whitaker eye. <laughs> <laughs> I know oh, you've seen that meme too. Oh. I think they're, I love both those guys are great actors. But. Dude. It, but yeah. So de-stressing, obviously, huge. It's taking that time for self-care yeah doing something you want to do doing something you want to do and you know in a healthy way there's obviously things that you can do that are not healthy and just kind of exacerbate the problem like eating a bowl of popcorn Mm, popcorn's not really bad for you i would say like drinking a case of beer which i mean if that's what you want to do then fucking go for it but realize Mm. what you're doing to your body and you're not helping your your mental status at all you know, I think it's one of those things if it's every once in a while, you know, you, you hang out with some friends and it's a Friday, Saturday, you're, you're doing the barbecue thing and all of a sudden you're, oops, it happens. Yeah. Now, if you're doing it consistently on a daily basis or a weekend basis, whatever, that's a problem. Yeah. It, yeah. Daily or even, you know, every weekend. Or no. every other weekend. Oh, hey, it's Friday. I'm going to go get drunk. Yeah. No. No, if you want to go have a couple of beers or cocktails or whatever it is you drink. Yeah. No, I'm not. I, I never judge what somebody drinks unless yeah. you drink wine. I can't stand the smell of wine. Yeah. I don't get wine. But if you like it, you like it, man. You drink. I, yeah. Whatever. I don't care. I'm just going to silently judge you for being a serial killer. <laughs> you and your vinegar. <laughs> I'm just uh, kidding. I'm just kidding. It's so, you know, it's still it's it's how you, yeah. how you relax and you know some wine's good for you. Like a glass of red wine's not bad for for your heart. Yeah. It's good for your heart in moderation. Yeah, not drinking four bottles of well, red and wine. If you know you want to talk about moderation, we go from alcohol to movies. Yes. So yeah, you want to sit down, watch a movie, de stress. That's cool. You want to sit down in your basement and watch eighteen movies back to back. That's a problem. Well, see now, like if I watch it, if I watch the first Harry Potter, uh-huh. I'm gonna watch all eight. Now that's one movie. It's just, <laughs> it's just over time. It's just one long movie. Uh-huh. It's like watching Lord of the Rings Part One. Well, yeah, no, you gotta watch them all. Yeah, I won't. Yeah, watched them once. That was enough. What? They're terrible. What? All right. So do you remember watching Clerks Two? Um, vaguely. All right. Do you remember when they got into the argument, Lord of the Rings and Star Wars? No. <laughs> Dude, I may have watched that movie at a fire station 15 years ago. You're missing out. I don't think I am. I'm just uh, not just a huge fan. Get get on YouTube and look it up. Yeah. Just a clip. Okay. Because the Lord of the Rings guy ends up throwing up. Because they're, they're arguing about the trilogy. Uh-huh. Like, when you say the trilogy, which is it? It's Star Wars. Hands down. And I will fight you over that and anybody else because you're wrong. There's the, <laughs> my answer and there's wrong on this one. Star Wars is the trilogy. That was the original one too, but hey, it came out in the 70s. I'm just saying. Well, I will say this. The Lord of the Rings books came out, what, in the 40s? Yeah, but nobody read them. Dude, they Until like the 90s. No, everybody read them. They were terrible. We just lost a light. We're going to need the next battery. Uh, well, 
Yeah. It is what it is for now. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, dude. I, you know, you don't like the Lord of the Rings. That's fine. But but, but the point was the guy, the the Star Wars guy, uh, Randall, I believe was his name. It's been a while since I've seen the movies. Was talking about how it was three movies of this, and he starts walking back and forth behind the counter. Because <laughs> all they did was walk for th- for three movies, nine hours of walking, and they had a wizard. Uh huh. That's a different. It's a terrible wizard. It's not the same type of wizard. He had tarot cards in his pocket. He smoked a lot of weed too. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> they all did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for for as a movie goes. I like the the effects were good. The acting was good. The action scenes were really good. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't my type of movie. So they had a purpose, lot of good things to it. Yeah. So the purpose, you have to remember what the purpose of that story is, though. It's the hero's journey. So if you're familiar with Joseph Campbell and his, I don't know, his theory or whatever about the hero's journey of, you know, you have this person who is going to go on an adventure and they're going to, the journey is that's the thing. And it's the obstacles in their way and how they overcome those obstacles. So it's no different. Like I could translate that to mental health really well because you're going to go on this journey, right? And you're going to face challenges and obstacles and you're going to, he didn't want to go on that journey. He was forced to, in a way. Yes and no. I mean, well, that's the thing with PTS, PTSD. Yeah. Do you think anybody wants to do that? No, that's what, Hell I, that's, no. That's what I'm saying is you're being yeah. forced to go on this journey just yeah. like he was. Yeah. He wasn't really given much. Of, he was voluntold. Yeah. He was voluntold. So it's going to so, happen. Just like with, if yeah. something happens, you're now you have to go down this path. Yeah. So he goes down this path and it's about the challenges that he faces to get to where his like the ultimate goal is right in the ultimate battle and he has to overcome that you call it the boss level and once he get, overcomes that you know he's experienced so much growth because he stepped outside of himself and now he's well he had friends helping him well like he never did right. it on his own <clears throat> sam's the real hero of that story um, I don't disagree with that I mean, at was, all. He was there the entire time. He was there the entire time. Ne- never faltered. Was always pushing, making sure it got done. Yeah. And had Frodo's back. Yeah. Yeah, I know the names. Fuck, yeah. I hate that movie. Ugh. Dude, but you <laughs> love it. That story. No, the story's good. I think for me, it was the execution. It's just not my type of movie. Right. Well, again, it's the translation between book and movie. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, you get to that point where you have overcome all this stuff and you have grown Mm -hmm. and you're not the same person that you were before. You are a better version of yourself. Yeah. Like, like we talked about the other day on one of the last shows, the Matthew McConaughey deal. Yeah. My hero is myself in 10 years. Yeah. So it's tried to make that person better. Yeah. Because you are what you are today. That's caused what you did in the past. What are you going to do moving forward? Yeah. How are you going to better yourself and make yourself better? Yeah. Well, and that... I was like, Matthew McConaughey said that? 
the he's not a dumb guy that's what i love about high school girls i get older they stay the same age yeah <laughs> all right all right all right <laughs> hey man working for the city get a little change in my pocket <laughs> get some aerosmith tickets yeah party's moon tower babe yeah <laughs> you in you in <laughs> all right but yeah dude i mean it, no, but i, but I but love even, i love that speech that he gave yeah well and that feeds directly into the rocky balboa speech i know i've quoted it a million times dude i still watch every time it pops up oh, on facebook or youtube or whatever absolutely like, you gotta watch it whoever wrote that particular set of that that monologue whoever wrote that i don't know if they're just full of shit or if they're a genius no they're because just... it's so applicable didn't he write that movie too um, I'm sure he wrote part of it or most of it. Let's find out. So, but you know, it's got his name only. Ah, oh, crap. But I mean, you take that of everything Excuse that me. he's talking about to his son and everything he's telling him. He Dude, wrote it. Yeah. He wrote the whole movie. He's wrote a lot of his movies. Yeah. Well, and I, I like Stallone. I like yeah. his movies. So, but you take the, what he says and the essence of that, apply that to your life. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying take advice from movies, well, you know, whatever, but, but you can, I mean, there's, but a lot. you can, there's a lot of value to be taken if you filter through stuff. Yeah. You know, and a lot of those quotes, there's a reason that those things become memes mm-hmm. and they become posters and they become sayings is because there's truth to them and application to them. They can be applied to your life. You know, it's basically, so that speech, you know, I'm a big fan of Jocko, right? And his thing is extreme ownership. That's a lot of that speech right there is own your problems. Don't put it off on somebody else. Own your shit. And then take steps to make it better. Yeah, do or do not. There's no Yeah. <laughs> That's the first one that popped up. Happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. Good old Dumbledore coming through strong. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you're in a dark spot. Yeah. How are you going to get out of this dark room? Turn, you, on, turn the light on. You got to search for it, right? Yeah. You got to find it. Yeah. Got to put the work in. Let's oh, see, what, no. what did Johnny Depp do? <laughs> <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow, I love it. The problem is not the problem. The problem is your attitude about the problem. Do you understand? That was the quote. I mean, I, I do remember him saying so, that. And that goes back to perspective. Yes. Nobody's going to hit as hard as life, but it ain't about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. It's how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. It was there. I had to pull it up. Yeah. Dude, best quote. Ever. Oh, yeah. For, for my money, that's the one I'm going to go to because guess what? Life's going to throw you problems. Oh, yeah. It's There's no easy button. It's not smooth sailing. So it's about your perspective and how you react to that stuff. Oh, yeah. Forrest Gump. 
Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. 100% correct. Yeah. A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest man. Men. Sorry. Willy Wonka. Yep. So, and that is... Have some fun, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's how. That's what I take from that. That is exactly that. You can take be the some smartest, fun. most serious person, but you got to have fun. Yep. Got to make fun of your friends. Well, that goes back to self-care and taking time to relax. Because if you're yeah. just all work all the time, yeah, you're probably not going to be the happiest dude around. There you go. Poca- Pocahontas. Grandmother Willow. Sometimes the right path is not the easiest one. Yeah. Is doing the right thing when nobody's around, too. Yeah. I mean, you got to make hard choices. You got to make hard decisions. Yeah. In this life, in this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. And after what you've gone, after what you've gone through, if you haven't done that by now, it ain't never gonna happen. Rudy. That's eh, not what I. That one's kind of hard to relate. Yeah. So I, I do agree with the, you don't have to prove anything to anybody except yourself. Yeah. If you think some you're struggling with something, you have to be willing to make the changes, whether anybody sees it or not, whether anybody agrees with it or not. Yeah. It's what's going to make you happy. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So... Yeah. Movie quotes sometimes can be the truest thing. Oh, yeah. And they're, you know, those old sayings are old sayings for a reason because they're usually true and there's some value to be taken. And if you just sit and think about it for half a second. (laughs) I like this one. Nothing is, it's not a movie. Nothing is impossible. The word itself says I'm possible. Audrey Hepburn. Hmm. She's beautiful too. Yeah. I loved her. Yeah. Again, that goes back to perspective. Mm hmm. It's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. Jimmy Dugan. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, well, there is no crying in baseball. Yes. I mean, no, that's just a couple. That's just a quick Google search. I yeah, mean, that's just a couple of them, but there's tons of them. Look, bottom line, and what we'll close with today: you got to be willing to put in the work. I mean, recognize what the issue is, or that there is an issue, and then put in a work. Put in the work to fix it. Go on your own hero's journey. You know, nobody's going to be the hero of your story but you. Mm-hmm. And if you sit around waiting on somebody to come save you. You know, you're going to be waiting a while. So, you know, hard work is not a bad thing. And you're never going to grow just staying where you're at. Put yourself out there. Expand your horizons. Stretch yourself a little bit. You never know where you're going to go. Was it uh, Indiana Jones in the last crusade? When he's going through all the tests? You have to refresh my memory. So, uh, looking for the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. And so the first one is, uh, was it, was a pious, has a pious man, Greek God. 
I think is what it was. I, I can't remember exactly. It's been a while. Yeah, on his knees. But you tell yeah, you yeah. take the knee. Then you guys spell out Jehovah, and then you come to the bridge. Yeah. And there's nothing there. Yeah, and it's faith. <clears throat> a leap of faith. You got to take that leap. Yep. I mean, it's the only way you're going to make a change is you can't do the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. You got to take that leap. Like, all right, I'm going to make a change today. Yeah. So when he, when he was going through that, I mean, he's out of his comfort zone in a way. Something totally new, doesn't have it figured out. And he's got the clues, but he hasn't pieced them together yet. Yeah. It's same thing with your mental health. You got to, it's there. You just got to piece it together. Yeah. You got to put the work in. Well said. All right, everybody. Indiana Jones for the win. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. Um, if you're struggling, reach out. If you know somebody that's struggling, reach out. Uh, the resources are out there. So take care of yourself, and we will see you next time. Before we go, yeah. new episodes every Wednesday. Stop mm-hmm. by, check them out, YouTube, Facebook. Give us a like, drop us a comment. Yep. Tell us what you want to hear about. We'll talk about it. If we don't know, I'll make it up. I'll I'll do the research. I will look at it. I will read the Google. Oh, my goodness. And be on the line. Another movie reference. (laughs) (laughs) That's the internship. On the line. All right, everybody. Thanks for stopping by. Have a good one.